I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We're here in the chill zone. My name's Scott Sweeney, here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, friend? Uh, what's happening, Hoops? Right, we're two weeks out from Fast X, and everyone's starting to get real fired up about it. Would you agree? I think so, yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, the movies. I think that... You didn't love Fast 9. I didn't. And I think you're going to love Fast X. I mean... Is where my head is at. I hope so. There's only two more entries in the saga. Oh, yeah? I'm not buying that. It was actually funny. When I saw The Evil Dead, which we'll be covering later in this here program, the Fast X trailer played, and a good amount of people laughed when Dom Toretto drove his car down the side of a dam mm. as like a, a bunch of stuff explodes above him. You should have gotten really mad at all of them and said, what the fuck's so funny about that, huh? Hey, hey, shut up. Shut up, you fucking jerks. But yeah, I did feel a little embarrassed for Dom, and I probably should have made a scene, quite frankly. Mm. But we'll be covering that in two weeks with Cod. Next week on the program, we'll be covering something with Joey. Are we seeing We something? got Joey. I don't know what we're seeing. I don't have tickets to anything, but... Yeah, we'll figure it out. The movies always finds a way. Mm. Did you see that a new Blair Witch film is reportedly in the works with Oliver Park set to direct? I don't know who that is, but I don't know. Maybe. It should be Randall Park. <laughs> I'm like, I get an unusual amount of work, and now I'm doing another Blair Witch. That blockbuster show on Netflix probably <laughs> killed my career. It was a big fucking turkey. I watched about five minutes of that, and that was all I could muster. Speaking of Blockbuster, that's like when the original Blair Witch came out and was like a phenomenon, mm. as they say. But that's why that movie was a big deal, because nothing like it had really come out before, and it was a whole like happening. I don't know why they keep trying with Blair Witch. Like, let's reboot it. Let's do it. It's like, it didn't have a great story. It was cool because of the way right. they made the first one. Well, to your point, Blair Witch is a movie that exists in such a vacuum of the late, mid-90s, whatever. That's not something that'll work now with the internet. The yeah. whole hype of the Blair Witch was that we weren't sure. There was like a 10% thought in the back of our minds when we were 12 years old that maybe it was a real thing. Yeah. That was, that was what made it scary. I remember when I first heard about it, thinking like, that's the coolest thing imaginable. And they're releasing this? I think I watched it on pay-per-view and like made a VHS copy of it mm. and like never watched it ever again. And then they eked out like four sequels that all went like straight to video at Buster. Yeah. And they tried to reboot a few years ago. And I think someone decent even made it, but it was just like a big dud. It's like, I don't know. I think they should let the Blair Witch lie. But they'll just keep trying over and over. It's, oh, yeah. It's a name that people recognize. There'll be unlimited swings at the Blair Witch Project. 
Yes. That's, it's sort of a movie like The Conjuring Universe. Like when I was at Evil Dead the other day, which we'll talk about, mm. I saw another trailer from The Conjuring People with Patrick Wilson and they're like, from The Conjuring Universe and the creators of Annabelle. And I think, like, can we just stop with this? And that, to even further muddy, <laughs> that new one is an insidious. That's separate, but it's all like the same kind of oh, movie. God. Patrick yep. Wilson's in all of them. They're all produced by James Wan. They're all like, okay, <laughs> at best. James Wan's has such a universe heavy core, uh, filmography. Yeah. Saw. Right. Furious, Furious 7. seven. And then just Furious seven. Or was it was one of the others too. He walked off the project on 10, right? No, that was someone else. He only did seven. The, the most flawless one in the franchise. Who was that? Like Brendan Boyle? Yes. Mm. <laughs> it was friend of the show. How are you, bud? I hope he's listening. God, but... he's sexy. <laughs> Word. And are we going to be on the picket lines with this big writer strike going on? The la- I, I, in my head, the thought that the, the previous uh, writer's strike was like four years ago. It turns out it was 16 years ago. It was. I remember Heroes season two no. was in jeopardy. I was like, oh no, Heroes. <laughs> I'm not, they're going to shut down this fucking sick show. You and Madam all upset. I remember one time we were at Joey's up in the up in the barn. There was like that other level, and Joey like or Madam rather, uh, aka Codpiece, aka Cod, went up into the like balcony area to watch Heroes alone on like a thirteen inch TV. Yep, and no one else was invested. It was like Cod, Love what that. are you doing? You used to have to do stuff like that before DVR. I remember I watched oh. like Lost a couple times at Joey's. I like forced everyone there to watch. Be like, look, I don't, I need to watch this now because it's airing, and DVR isn't a thing yet. When did we get DVR? Like, oh six, probably something like that. It sounds oh right. seven when like everybody had it. It was yeah. mainstream. There was a period when like TiVo in some homes was a thing, mm. and then that I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, the writer strikes like a big deal. This mm. is, you know, this doesn't happen all the time. As you said, 16 years ago was the last one. This one's all about writers trying to get paid for residuals on streaming. Because that's how <laughs> everything is aired these days, all these streaming services. And all these companies have basically been like getting away with not paying people any mm. residuals for such things because there was nothing on the books. Just nothing at all? Well, like, because it's new, there were rules in place to be like, you get this amount of streaming when this amount of people watch it type thing. Mm. So we're going to be out there picketing our, uh, we're not going to release our unproduced screenplay for Pill Guys until uh, the union meets our demands. What's our first step? Like handcuffing ourselves together and (laughs) laying down across Route uh, 93 or 93 North, rather? Yes, and nobody stopping or caring at all. Us getting flattened like within minutes. I just closed my eyes and imagined that sweet release. (laughs) And now I'm considering this. Oh, can can we do the trailer corner before I forget? We can. The turkey boys have been pancaked on (laughs) I-95. They don't stay babies forever, you idiot. (laughs) It's Cinco de Mayo and the Turkey Boys are dead, folks. All right, this is the Dune 2 trailer. It is from the Dune For whatever corner. reason, it has no audio. This is uh, the That's sequel nice. to Denis Villeneuve's oh, Dune, which came out last year, or maybe two yes. years ago at this point. I won't see it ever. This looks sick. You think? I think it looks fucking dope as hell. Oh, you haven't seen this. this is I have made. not. No, I saved it. I have a reveal, though, while we're here in the in the Dune Corner. Tell me. I pretended to enjoy Dune 1. Wow. 
Why would you do such a thing? I didn't want to be left out. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to have the wrong opinion on a film that was uh, considered by many online to be dope? I wanted to love it. <laughs> and maybe I need to watch it again. But in the, I only watched it once. That's and a- I kind of got confused. I want to fit in. We got your boy Austin Butler in this new one as a bald spice sidecar. Javier Bardem, was he in the first one? He was. Okay. Like at the end. And look, they show your boy Timmy riding one of these giant worms. Yeah, I'm back in. I take back what I just said. This looks dope. It does. I feel so stupid. This is a scene that looks so silly in David Lynch's original. And yes. now this looks like cool in this one. I didn't have the proper budget. This director's really good with a sense of scale. Denny? Yeah. Like, look at, he's just really good at, like, showing, like, wow, this is a fucking enormous yeah. worm zipping through this desert. Show the worm. I'm still not really a Zendaya guy. But Zendaya. Is it Zendaya? We yeah. I we had this discussion yesterday that I heard her say her own name, and Monty was like, is, "Am I the only one who's been saying Zendaya?" And like, I've been saying both. I kind of bounce back and forth, and like, it's definitely Zendaya, but it's day, not die. Day. Okay. What about Die Another Day? Is Zend- that Bond movie? That's a dope shot. Yeah, that's a cool shot. Like visually, it's amazing, right? The effects, all that. Look at that. That's like unreal. Dune Part 2. That looks like it cost a fortune. <laughs> it does. I got a good feeling about that. You're in? And it seems like sudden. I thought we were going to have to wait for that for a while. Well, they shot both of them at the same time? I don't think Question they, mark? They didn't with this one. They didn't do the Avatar? Yeah, which Avatar. is weird because it's only a two-part. You think well, they would have, like, you know, secured Made that. us wait a decade? But Well, Dennis Villeneuve... I mean, I love everything else that he's done while we're on the subject. Even mm-hmm. back to his first movie, Polytechnique. Like, I think he's probably, I mean, I think he has kill been, ratio for me. He's better than Tarantino. Like, Tarantino has, to me, a couple of turkeys. He just has three of my favorite movies of all time. Denis Villeneuve, he's a rare director. I think he has no duds. None, no. Because I won't even call Dune a dud. I just like feel like I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. And mm. I was like, felt dumb the whole time and like didn't want to ask. Like, it's funny to lean into the question man routine sometimes. Mm. But with Dune, I was like, I should get this. And then I start criticizing myself. Like, you didn't pay good enough attention. And like I did, though. I just was lost. Mm. And then people well, go, well, what, what didn't you get about it? And it's like, I'm just, I'm dumb, man. I don't know. That'll happen with sci-fi. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line between like explaining too much and not explaining enough. It's... I thought it worked for me, but it's it's a tough area to navigate. Well, right. You don't want it to be an overly pronounced storyline where they're saying like, look, Timothy Chalamet is going to fight this worm now. Like, pay attention. Yeah. Or with the, like five years later and whatever those are called, the Chirons mm. going by. Yes. Chiron. And in light of the writer's strike, multiple studios are exploring using AI to generate scripts based on books and other public domain IP. Astonishing. <laughs> so yeah, they're... That'd be funny if they're just like abandoned. They're like, yeah, we're not making a deal with the writers. We're going to have these robots just churn out <laughs> turkeys based on... I gotta be honest, if it made better movies, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> not my job. 
I feel like some movies are already written by AIs. When I see a cover of like Red Notice 3 with Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and like Emmanuel Shrieky, like cascading down a skyscraper, to me, I'm like, this is in the metaverse. This isn't like something that exists on Earth. This isn't a tangible product. Like this better have been written by an AI because no human person, like with a soul, scripted these lines of dialogue. Yeah, I don't. But it's I don't just know. Like, I have so many thoughts about AI, and like we listen to Dudesy, the Will Sasso podcast, and mm. Chad Colchin that they that it's created and run by an AI. And sometimes Chad, the writer, leans in a little bit too hard on the like wave of the future stuff, and it just drives me fucking nuts. Because it's I don't know. I I don't want to talk about it really. Like it it may be really really bad by the time we're old people in the sense of like there are, is no more interaction or whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things like it probably is going to be horrible, but I mean, we can't stop it. Like, who are we to stop the emergence of AI? <laughs> can you imagine like if any of our grandparents were still alive and they could grasp the concept of like the way technology works just in this moment mm. compared to when they were children? Unthinkable. If you're 100 right now, and yeah. you you lived in a time when none of the things that we need at all times existed, when you could actually have a conversation without yeah. recording it with a microphone and staring at each other like fucking zombies. Yeah, like this, the like leaps forward are ridiculous. My parents still need help like using their TV remote. <laughs> like if I were to even explain AI to them and like what's going on with that stuff, they'd be like, "Huh, what?" Them putting the hats on, <laughs> yeah. having like a bupkis beat. We'll get into that in reviews. But yeah, I'm working on like a a Fast and Furious spinoff about Paul Walker's CGI face. I'm working with some AIs on it. It's going to be sick once we like hammer out the story beats. Uh, I'm interested. Thank you. I'm interested. Um, Ooh. Hank, how did you celebrate May the 4th? Now, (laughs) are you talking about that queer Star Wars bullshit? I am. Hank. I, not only do I not watch those movies, but I don't believe that space exists. Doesn't exist? There is no space. You think that's just wallpaper up there? I do. When you look at the sky? Fuck. I believe that the stars, the, the planets, all of it, is uh-huh. a hoax created by the United States government to divert our attention away from the Jewish control of the media. Damn it. That is, that might be working, because I have forgotten about how Jews control all media. In all you, facets. You may think that I am a conspiracy theorist. No. But 9-11 was an inside job. Mm. Space doesn't exist. And I will never see Dune 2. And I'm with Ank. I don't... That first one made no fucking sense. You, you weren't into the spices and all the, like, laser swords? I think Timothy Chalamet needs to eat something. He looks tiny to he me. Is, he's a thin boy. He would never, ever work on my ranch. He wouldn't be able to lift any bales of hay, and believe me, you believe you me that the horses would not respect him it due is, to his stature. It is tough to buy him as an action hero. He's a he is a coward. Boy. Coward! Wow. I challenge him to an arm wrestling tournament on my ranch. Okay. I Everybody think, can come. I hope he obliges. Trump 2024. I'm out of here. Have a goo. Wow. Hank, great to see you. Have a goo. There he goes. Wow. What a fucking idiot he is, huh? He voted for him. Trump again for the <laughs> third fucking time. To a big. I didn't even know that anyone was going to do that, but I guess Hank is. I mean, Trump's going to get reelected and he's going to green light the whale too. 
If Trump gets reelected, I will laugh for an hour straight. Just the biggest laugh I've ever had. Yeah. I watched that Trump, the art of the insult on YouTube the other day. Yeah, that's going to be our featured review later, right? <laughs> Honestly, I made it through almost an hour and a half of it. It's like an hour and 40 minutes of him like clipped together from various, mostly from debates and just stuff that already aired on TV. But it was every like it was the great literally just the greatest hits of him making fun of all the other politicians and people that got in his way during his campaign it should have been way longer there were way more clips of me being dope honestly lucy and i both were cackling throughout the whole thing because it's like now that we're removed from him and it's been a couple of years since he's said anything like you know like you don't really see him that often anymore the media still beats it up a little bit but he's not the platform that he once had it's fucking funny again he is way funnier now that he yes. doesn't have any power <laughs> It's, much funnier it's like him creating truth social and like trying to eke his way back into social media and just getting i think he's in a hot water again for more women coming forward saying that he sexually assaulted them in the 80s which is makes it even funnier that he's just like an even bigger piece of shit <laughs> so watch if you folks if you like a good laugh at trump's expense or with him it's like i can't i'm laughing with him and at him at the same time so i work on all levels I'm just for everybody. Like I've said, days. on the pod, to a lot of people, whatever, he would have been the most successful stand-up comedian of all time were he to have taken his talents to various comedy clubs and tours instead of becoming the fucking president. And people would have liked him because that's where he's that's where a guy like him is supposed to be, yeah. like saying silly stuff in jest. He's a roast comedian. Yes. He's funny like being a cunt to people. He's like Dice. Like if Dice got oh. elected president, no one would like Dice anymore. Not even like the fans, like he'd lose everybody. I, I'm picturing Dice as president. It's a beautiful world. I'd vote for him at least <laughs> twice. I would, I'd rig the election to get him in there. Him in the White House? I'm over here now. I'm over there. <laughs> now I'm over here. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is him giving his inaugural address. I'm over here now. I mean, not for nothing. I wish I had more Dice sounds. I only have a few. I hate my father, I hate my life, but I feel great, man. Brendan Fraser. Is he back in the news? He is. What do he do now? He says he hasn't signed on for any roles after his Oscar win oh. for The Whale last year. Saying, quote, at the moment, I don't have anything. I'm really being picky right now. Brendan, if you wait too much longer, I don't think you're ever going to be in a movie ever again. <laughs> You should sign a contract for anything you're being offered right now, today, or it's over. Hey, Brendan, uh, if you're going to want to give another tear-filled awards speech and like blubber in public, it's it's not going to happen. The longer you wait, the closer you're going to get to like popping into a Chad Michael Murray, Bruce Willis vehicle, yeah. where like you're standing next to them in front of a swamp that goes straight to amazon video yeah, or like, amazon streaming he's what could he even be in hey how you doing hey brendan hey brendan your quote better not be two mil because they're not going to pay us both chad michael murray gets 200k yeah we're starting in this new movie the cop and the whale it's it's a buddy cop <laughs> i just uh, swallowed diet coke down my windpipe thinking about that <laughs> Like, hey. <laughs> what, like the whale is obese and like yeah. they got him into the car and like Bruce Willis is driving around. And yeah, he had too many donuts. I'm the agile younger cop or something. But I, I'm in. I'm in a bad way. Who's going to direct it? Like Kevin Smith a la Cop Out? Hey, man. 
hey man, I know we don't get along, but whatever. I used to be fat too. Yeah, so he'd have like a unique perspective for the whale. Dramata. This is about to get a green light, but I just, I don't know, I hated the whale so much. I, the hate grows and grows. I, I was kind of in, in the moment. I like, I think it's just because I had been looking forward to it so much. And I thought like, there's no way you're not going to like this. It's going to be great. You love a comeback. You like Brendan. You like Darren Aronofsky. Mm. And then it was just nothing for me. Same. I, I actually thought it was like insulting in every way and just like poorly made. I keep running into people who loved it. And I keep wanting to be like, are you kidding? What did you love about it? Was it your first movie ever? Also, I saw a restaurant called The Whale. And I was having fun imagining that having like all really fat waiters and like you can order like his meatball sub with ranch all, all over it. That right. he eats. All, all the food is just horrifying. <laughs> they, they bring out like a full pizza and yes. just dump it onto the table and you have to just eat it like an animal. Here's your bucket of chicken that's been <laughs> cooling in the corner for hours for no reason. Bon appetit. <laughs> Here's your, they bring over like a literal like cabinet filled with candy bars. <laughs> you can dig them out one by one. Sir, your your choice of the spread here? I uh, mean, I would eat at the There's whale. no booths. It's all just tables with reinforced <laughs> chairs and, and legs of the table. Yeah, there's only four tables. This is good. This is Yeah, that was funny. Greenland. I like it. He's in. And... I don't think you really care about this show anymore, but if I were to tell, like, Ank of a year and a half ago that Yellowstone will officially end with season five, I'm pretty sure you would faint. Hmm. And now, how does it grab you, that news? I don't care at all. The That's... last season was a fucking nightmare. Yes. This show... This show had quite a run where, like, it was the most popular show in the world, like, a year and a half ago... And in that amount of time, like, I feel everyone who loved it cooled off on it. There was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. Evidently, Kevin Costner and the show's creator, Taylor Sheridan, don't like each other mm. and are at odds. And this is that's the main reason why the show's ending at, like, the peak of its popularity. Well, to me, it's just so short-sighted. Like, if you have such a successful show, maybe get past, like, the little bit of a difference you have with the main star and figure out a way to make it work based entirely on how successful it could be. Yes. Uh, King of the Turkey Heads Monty texted us earlier saying, this might be the biggest, fastest implosion of a TV series ever. Yeah, I've never been more excited for a show and then lost interest so fast. Yes. I hung in there for like the first couple episodes of season, was it five? I don't even remember now. Five. Season five, I was thinking, okay, it's back. It's going to be so good. And it just was terrible. It mm. was fucking terrible. And I was bored and I was annoyed and I hated everything they did and the character development and just there was just nothing there. They did way too much with the Wes Bentley character. Mm. They didn't do the Kevin Costner role properly, I thought. They wrote they almost mm. like wrote out Cole Hauser entirely. He's just like a married guy who's boring. He's not beating anybody up. I mean, he needs to be doing He needs to be stuff. beating people up. Yeah, it's it's weird how much they or how quickly it just went from the only thing anyone needed to nobody gives a shit and it's like over. Also, I feel like Ted Lasso is going undergoing a similar 
it used to be the big thing and now everyone's like wait that show still exists fucking who cares about like the, the nice soccer coach show like get the fuck out of here i just whenever i hear someone say they, they're really invested in ted lasso or they watched every episode or whatever i just assume there's someone who doesn't watch anything at all ever and they pick like a show that they get into because someone else made them and then they settle in and they watch a little bit of it every and it takes the type of people that like they start a series and it takes them like six months to finish it yeah like we just finished ted lasso it was really uplifting my husband and i enjoyed it so much so and then they just read books for the next nine months and like don't go to the movies ever again ever they haven't been to the movies since like the avengers in 2011 i know it's it's fucked up and i know you know the people that i'm talking about they don't listen to this show I am. I'm almost jealous of them. I feel like they are happier. Uh, they're definitely happier. They have... Uh, <laughs> they have real lives. They don't go to the movies to watch yeah. other people live other lives. It's the that, it's that like, we're like literally embedded in Hollywood like ticks and mm. can't... like We suck every property dry yeah. and watch everything, even stuff we hate on purpose. Mm-hmm. And we're like, for me, like I'm five episodes into Bupkis. I don't even like it. Oh, hey, dude. Thanks for watching my new show. And I'm going to finish it. Mm. Most normal people would just move on. But I'm like, well, I don't have anything else that's new that everyone else isn't talking about yet. So I'm just going to watch this new thing because it's new and it exists on earth. Yeah. I respect it. And I do the same thing a lot of the time. It has a stranglehold. Life, the movie life has a stranglehold on us. Yeah. Often I can't decide if I'm like... If I finish things for completionary purposes, or if I'm just like... That one. It's usually that. Sometimes I am genuinely like, let's just see how this shakes out, or maybe it'll get better. I like to, you know, give things a chance. But it's been pretty rough lately, and I haven't seen Bup Kiss yet, and I'm not too excited for it. friend of the show, Logan, was saying it was awful. It's not good, yeah. It's very... I'm going to finish it because as we've respected, I don't respect myself, my time. Who could? Or the fact that I'm literally spending money to pay for a service to watch things that I hate. When you break down the way that cable works and the way that streaming services work, <laughs> like I can't remember the last time something good came out of the out of Netflix or, well, I guess beef, fuck. But yeah, you like know what I mean. Getting that bill and just being like, thank you. I did nothing but watch things that made me angry and hateful. I will gladly pay this bill. See you next well, month. Right. Like my Peacock bill comes in every month and they do this obnoxious thing where they divide it into two payments. And the geniuses at NBC Universal, I'd love for you guys to explain to me why you do it that way because it just makes me more annoyed. Mm. It really does. It makes me makes me it comes in as like a 4.99 and then a 7.99. And I got to admit I I have zero patience for that. And it's it just it, it it's essentially my Amex it notifies me when both go and they're like two on the same day but at different times. There's, there's no reason for that. Just send me one fucking ten dollar bill. Yeah, they're just like trying to be confusing and it's probably a scheme. Whoever's running somewhere. every streaming service except Netflix, like I think Ted Sarandos has his head on straight. Teddy. I mean, there's a bunch of bullshit that comes through there but at least the way that netflix operates is for the most part coherent beyond Mm -hmm. the whole like hey guess what no one can profile share and we have an ad ad version now okay i take it back fuck me everybody sucks (laughs) there's just no doubt yeah and speaking of the way netflix operates did you see their announcement that 
they're going to do a follow-up to that show Monster about Jeffrey yes. Dahmer called Monsters, the Lyle and Eric Menendez story. Who is playing them? Like, <laughs> fuck. Like Josh Gad and <laughs> fucking... Uh, the whale. Yeah. <laughs> Greenlight. Fat Menendez brothers, like they gained a lot of weight in jail. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch 10 episodes of that. The Menendez brothers, I mainly know from their storyline in The Cable Guy, where Ben Stiller plays them. Mm. And that's it, basically. I think I tried to watch like a doc about them, and it was very boring, if memory serves. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know how that all shook out with them. Maybe I will watch the show. But, I don't know. Ryan Murphy, all his like murder what? shows, I'm a little kind of over his whole thing. Michaela, I need the computer. I have to write another show about murderers. They greenlit my new <laughs> horror limited series. <laughs> what? <sighs> I'm in the living room. I need some privacy. I'm going to beat first. <laughs> I'm in the sports corner with my dick out. <sighs> Can I take you to the sports corner? Please. Do you want to stay as poop in the sports corner for me? Sure. All right. Nice. <laughs> this is perfect, actually. I'm still jerking off. All right. Where? I saw 80 for Brady and loved it. Oh, Hank's music instead. Hey, Hank. <laughs> I'm a racist, too. <laughs> Let's hang out. Hank. All right, men. Hank, I heard you were packing one. All right, poop. I lost the poop voice. Poop, take out that tiny Irish dick. It's out. Even though you can't see it. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneer Shaquille Barrett, his two-year-old, died from drowning. <laughs> Fuck. What? In the family pool. Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> what? I repeat, Shaquille Barrett. Oh, okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's a football guy, not a basketball guy. So make sure that you don't let your kids drown in the pool and uh, put your dicks away and poop. Uh, what? <laughs> who have you hooked up with? <laughs> I, I can't think of one name. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal will do a commercial for anything. <laughs> I'm like, hi, how you guys doing? My kid drowned too. Now I know that I will get my insurance claim through the general. Yeah, I was just going to say, I wasn't paying attention and the general accidentally just drowned in the back of this shot while we were filming the commercial. Us just going for the exact same bit, even though he's in like a hundred commercials. Like, hi, I rubbed Icy Hot all over myself and my child slipped into the pool. Oh, this is my, the cheapest shit ever, talking about dead kids. My chemistry with the general is undeniable. Those muggy ads with that like <laughs> homemade like oh god damn. Speaking of great duos, uh, this is a headline that floored Poop me. Poop the, the general. Day. Emilio Estevez recalls the time Lawrence Fishburne saved him from drowning in quicksand. And I was like, Emilio, <laughs> fresh brood. Could you imagine a better headline? I cannot. Even though I didn't click on the article to read more, I was just like, that no, that's headline, all you need. That headline's perfect. I don't even want to know what movie said this happened on. I appreciate you not asking me a lot of follow-up questions because nine out of ten times, I'm <laughs> not going to have read the article, that the headline that I'm reading, and then I'm like, uh... Oh, I know. <laughs> it's always just the headline. So that I appreciate you not reading the, the rest. In. 
I mean, who needs it? That's not I, me. I got everything I needed from that. Mm. Although, is quicksand real? Yes. Does quicksand actually exist? I think it does. I do. That's news to me. I think it's like very specific, though. Like it's not. I feel like it doesn't work how it does in movies, where you you're like sinking in a pool slowly, but it's sand. I feel like it's different than that if it does exist. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how much of a threat it is. Right? Like, isn't it? No. It's probably like I'm imagining it in like the deepest bowels of Africa, in like the heart of the jungle. Yeah. And it's like in a tiny little patch, and like just baboons fall into it, and that's it. Exactly. Um, did, speaking of baboons, did you hear that Matthew Lawrence didn't get a Marvel role because he refused to strip for the director? And he wouldn't oh. reveal who it was. He has this, the, the Lawrence brothers have a podcast and they're just revealing all kinds of shit now. And it's just eking into a regular various how, news outlets. How am I just learning about a Lawrence brothers podcast? Oh yeah. It's all three of them. Wow. Do they talk about their show that was like home improvement, but with them that existed for two seasons in the early 2000s? No, they didn't. Well, I'm sure they do on the show that, but in any of the other clips that I've heard, there's that talk. And then there's talk of like Andrew Lawrence or Matthew Lawrence, I guess, almost getting abducted. So he like learned martial arts as a result. There was like some scary man that like had been following him around and like showed up at the house and they had to get private security. So, They're baiting me right into this podcast. I'm going to say that it's probably better than ours and then I'm going to start <laughs> listening to it. And then I might call them and ask if I can be on the podcast, fuck. even though I'm not one of the brothers. I, what do you think? I'm worried we're going to lose Turkey Nation to the Lawrence brothers once everyone hears about the fact that they're out there fucking... What, Monty listening to the Lawrence brothers podcast five <laughs> times a week instead of us? I mean, I hope not. That would be heartbreaking. So, Michael, don't do that. Yeah, please don't. The Lawrence brothers, didn't one of them... I think the oldest one got a tattoo <laughs> on his head of hair. Yes, so it like, yes, yeah. that's a thing. I remember just being floored by that. It's I didn't micro... Know. There's a term for like micropigmentation. Microprocesses. <laughs> I put Nothing a bunch about of, new guys. I put a bunch of microprocesses on my head to make it look like I have hair. <laughs> new guys. You got that new hair. I'm going to work this bit out at some point. We'll figure it out. Nothing about my hair in Gloucester. <laughs> I got nothing. If you'd hit me with this earlier. Um, I also wrote down, I get bored so easily with everything and everyone all the time. That's mm. a top news item this week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you said, we were talking about some movie that was boring the shit out of us. And you said something along those lines. And I was like, I know. And I'm pretty I, yeah. sure the I'm, fans know too. I'm in a perpetual state of permanent boredom. There's just like nothing, like nothing's getting me anymore. Mm. Also, Michelle Obama sang on stage with Bruce Springsteen in Barcelona. Is that funny? That got you. That brought you back. That it made gave me you cackle. A little spark of joy. <laughs> Her broad shoulders just rippling in the moonlight. Hmm. I mean, has hey, she how got... you doing, Michelle? All right. Hey, why don't you do an episode of the pod instead hey, of Barry? Maybe you do Obama and I'll do this. Hey. Now, what you do, you think? do your Obama, because I can't do that one. Oh, oh, you're talking to me. Hey, there you are, my man. That's right. Uh, hey, can I fuck your wife? Uh, I don't see why not. I'm All sure. right, what that sounds think? good, man. I'm gonna. Uh, do you want to fuck her live on the pod? Just don't drone strike my house while I'm fucking your wife. All right? Yeah. Uh, no problem. Born in the USA. <laughs> Just singing Bruce? his own songs as Obama drone strikes his home. <laughs> Is that funny? I guess. Mm, uh, I, I don't think so. Also, Nicolas so, right? Cage revealed that his earliest memory is from inside his mother's womb. Fucking... Do we believe him? 
It sounds like something Nicolas Cage was saying in an interview to make people to like keep up the Nicolas Cageiness. I don't think he himself. believes that at all. No, I like, don't either. You don't remember shit from the womb, man. Stop. Huh? You're 60. You I, don't remember that. I had a dream when I was making one of those Amazon straight to <laughs> streaming pieces of shit. And I was like, this this happened. This definitely happened. It's beautiful. Listen, buddy, I gotta go. Uh, I've been putting together a Dominic Toretto Charger Lego Fast and Furious item. I got, <laughs> I got Costello here. Uh, let's have a look. Let me see that again. I got Toretto. <laughs> the Departed Fast and the Furious crossover universe. Green light. I'm loving that. It's like Jack Nicholson driving an orange Supra <laughs> into a tree going 130 <laughs> miles an hour. Overpass. Sorry. And it was a GT3 Porsche. What was his name? The Departed. Paul Walker was his name. That's what I was going for. Ah, I fucked it up. I got it. No, I got <laughs> it. Let me just explain no, a little no, bit. No, no. How's that Lego going, though? Pretty goo? It's great, actually. Mm. I'm not done with it, but I just want to let the fans know what a child I am. What inspired you to become a Lego guy at 38 years old? Um, I'm 37, please. For <laughs> four more days. Yes. But, uh... I got a roundup. No doubt. And uh, why did I get this? Oh, it was on sale on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy that for $10. Is that a targeted ad for you? Like it popped up like, you may enjoy this Fast and the Furious set. It probably, yeah, it must have been. I get all sorts of embarrassing shit like that, man. It's cool. And then I just, in my head, I'm like, I'll just buy it and it doesn't matter anymore because now I purchased something and the void is filled for <laughs> a few seconds. It is funny how much our phones listen i get ads where i'm like oh. yep i was just talking about this and i get why this is here and it's weird i'm good with it and fucked up keep listening i get all sorts of cool stuff that way mm. can we take a quick break i got a pish i'm done like nobody's business then um when we come back we'll talk about uh evil dead rise rises evil dead rise yes uh buff kiss i guess and um there was one more, and I'm not remembering it. Airbud, buddy, buddy, <laughs> airbuddy, buddy, airbuddy, buddy, beating his wife. All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's waiting for that gun to kick in. <laughs> We're back, seamless. It's me, Howard Hughes. Well, oh, hoops. <laughs> Oh, it's it's Fifty Zang. This lines up. Uh, figured I'd come on down here and finish up the show with you. What do you say, old boy? Wow, uh, great to see you. Great to hear your voice that definitely belongs in the fifties. It's 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 all here. Well, you know, I just got my shoes shined and my <laughs> Coupe de Ville cleaned. <laughs> oh shit! I slicked back my hair and you're ready for the weekend. Hit my wife and headed <laughs> on out. Oh wow. You're having a really big weekend. I was big in a German POW camp. Oh, were you uh, tortured for intel? Well, I hope a, you didn't... a man never never tells. Ooh, that's class. I'm a man's man. I hope... Uh, I prefer prisoners that don't get caught. <clears throat> much like uh, <laughs> former President Trump. What a thing to say that was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not Trump talk this week. <laughs> Folks, speaking of evil dead. I think I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired. A lot of people are saying I've been possessed by deadites and that I'm the evil dead has risen. Couldn't be further from the truth, folks. I'm going to squash those rumors here and now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really wanting to do a Trump as the evil dead bit, and I got nothing. Bruce Campbell's a personal friend. I think his performance as Ash is a, a timeless classic. Was Bruce Campbell just in? We might as well roll right into Evil Dead. Yeah, the and, the new Evil Dead Rise uh, yes. in theaters now. We both saw that separately this week, yes. which is a fun thing. As we discussed, it's more fun almost. Now, it's fun going together, obviously, but it's cool to go to a movie alone and you go to the movie alone, and then we both come back in with an unbiased take. Sometimes, like if I'm hating a movie and I'm writhing in my seat and I'm texting and I'm complaining the whole time. <laughs> For you, it's probably harder to enjoy it. <laughs> Me just on the way to do the rest of the podcast. I wonder what he thought of it. <laughs> right. I And like, I, we've talked about it, but you don't really know what I thought. Mm. And uh, I thought it was fun. I think I gave it two and a half out of five, which is decent for me. Yes. What did... Are you well-versed in Evil Dead in general? No, Have this is the first it? one I've ever seen. You hadn't seen any of the Bruce Campbell ones? Nope. So, so no. I went in naked. Wow. Did you see even the reboot that they made like 10 years ago? Literally nothing. Wow. First Evil Dead movie. For people who are unaware, this is uh, Sam Raimi made the first three Evil Dead movies. They're cult classics, as they say. And uh, especially the first one was made on a shoestring budget. And it's fucking dope. And... Holds up good. They're like campy comedy horror movies. This new one is more like a flat out mm. horror movie. And he produces this new one. So he approves of this new take. Which these movies are about uh, a book of the dead where you open it, you read a page, and you get like cursed basically. Were you laughing in the beginning when I was texting you immediately? Like, so this woman that like just did this thing is she the evil dead yeah there's almost nothing funnier to me than when you're starting a movie in the theater and like the questions begin <laughs> and, like the floodgates open <laughs> and you're basically like what is a movie what am i doing here who's this person i was uh i must admit i was a little confused at certain parts mm. because i've seen none of the other ones so i didn't know the book was even a thing yeah they they get right into it this yeah. movie, like, it's in a high rise. That's why it's called Evil Dead Rise. I'm like, that's fun. Mm. They, uh, yeah, there's an earthquake and it like jostles loose one of the books of the dead. And a kid reads it and a bunch of fucked up stuff happens. This movie opens with like a shot of uh, like the camera like roaring through this scene, like at a building, which is like a big thing. Is that did. a drone? It was, but. Yeah. They do that in all the old movies. But and, not a drone. Yeah, but like... It, cool. That was a cool, like, you know, artsy nod to the old movies while doing it with a drone, which is, you know, how everything's filmed these days. I like that. It was like a cool homage that I was like... I like this movie tip. from from the get-go mm. when they did that. I was like, this movie's got stuff. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. And the kills, the gore, the actual suspense of it for at times was like legit scary oh yeah that I was, was cool i was like wriggling in my seat at times like grossed out by the gore 
mm. of this picture. I was in the theater totally alone and not even alive. One of my intrusive thoughts when I first got there was like, I could just jerk off in here if I wanted to. <laughs> and you did. Well, no, sure. I did not. And then I thought about it. I was like, that's fucking nuts that you would even have that thought. And like everybody knows that there's like, there are cameras in theaters now. I love the idea of you doing like the dick and the popcorn movie theater classic, but just to yourself. You're just jerking off. <laughs> I peed in a bottle during Bodies, 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 mm. but I had shorts on and I just eked oh, yeah. myself out of the shorts and just peed in a bottle. So I didn't, because at the Kenmore Theater or the Kendall Square Theater, it's like a big walk to the bathroom. And I was like, not only do I not really care if I miss this movie, but like, I don't really feel like getting up. That's really the situation. So I'm going to pee in my old lemonade cup. I love the idea of you doing that in a packed theater someone like hearing the, the pee trickle the, the pee <laughs> sound hitting the cup i think this dude's peeing behind me hey excuse me sir are you peeing try to watch this fucking pete davidson horror comedy this fucking dude's peeing on me um, fuck? peeing in a theater safe masturbating in a theater unsafe what do you think i'm gonna agree with that take folks let us know what you think enough the podcast <laughs> yeah gmail.com this is uh but yeah i was thinking this movie this was a good setup in that it's Evil Dead in an apartment building instead of all the old ones were in a cabin. Mm. There, the Evil Dead movies are a big part of why the cabin in the woods is like a horror trope that's uh, debunked See, in the I didn't movie, know that. The Cabin in the Woods. They were one of the first. Or I'm probably wrong about this, but to me, that's like the Cabin I'm in the Woods I'm not going to cor- correct you. But uh, they should do Evil Dead in a like on a plane, Evil Dead, wherever. Like... Just switch it up. That's all you need sometimes with these movies. Just take a like good concept, put it in a new arena with a new twist. It's like, this is good enough. Kind of like Under Siege? Yes. Mm. Get Steven Seagal in an Evil Dead movie in a submarine, and you got a movie. Random! And uh, it's funny. I was thinking, watching this movie... <laughs> When I watch horror movies now, I get upset in this specific way where I'm like, wow, it's so unfortunate that these people have to deal with this supernatural <laughs> nonsense. Like, this is just... That's where the tears come from? <laughs> I mean, it's just... It would be really awful to be possessed by an evil spirit mm-hmm. that made you kill your children and most of the other people in the high-rise where you live. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say, it might be cool. A word? <laughs> I mean, I mean if be. you're, are you aware that you're possessed or are you just deep in That's and you're just point. this monster that it may be a nice little vacation from yourself? Yeah. I'm a whole new guy. Right. <laughs> He's like, barking because. It's like when you're drunk, you don't know you're drunk. Mm, interesting. You know? Maybe, yeah, this movie was working on levels. I enjoyed it. I thought this was like, even just as like a horror movie, I... I thought it was fun. Did you have nightmares after? I didn't. But it had a bunch of sequences that were fucked up, like that peephole stuff that we Mm. talked about. It has an extended shot where they just show you the view through a peephole where, like, you know, a bunch of people are getting horrifyingly murdered in the hallway. And it's all dope and artsy and fucked up. The peephole was probably the scariest part, I think. Mm. Like, just looking at the woman all with her face all ravaged and it was it was scary yeah it had i like that this movie really went for it it had a lot of kids in the movie and i was like i bet they won't like fuck with these kids and they do they like they you know there's all sorts of grisly over the top gory 
mm. evil stuff. It was good. I would recommend this movie. I may upgrade it from a two and a half to a three, which as you know, Ooh. is two away from being perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it maybe even like a three and a half. I mm. loved how like brisk and uh, streamlined it was. Oh yeah, nice and tight. And I love a short movie. Yeah. I like how it didn't go crazy with references. It just had a few moments where I was like, oh, she just said the thing that Bruce <laughs> Campbell said in the original. That was cool. It only had like a a good amount of that stuff. Doing like the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that? They did the thing? They did the thing? Um, and yeah, I think Evil Dead as like a franchise, I recommend all of them. I like this one. I like the remake from 10 years ago. And I like the original trilogy. Mm. Evil Dead 1, 2, and Army of Darkness. If you like silly horror movies, I recommend the whole lot of them, which you can't say about How many are franchises. there? Five now. Okay. And like Sam Raimi's been involved in all of them. He's, uh, he's good. Did the Spider-Man films, as people know. He's a worker. He kind of fell off a bit as of late, but what can you do? Um, that is Evil Dead Rise. Now in theaters? Now in theaters. Also, My guess is if you take a knee and wait a little while, this will be at home faster than you'd know it. Although my comment to Rion and I think you as well is, boy, was the sound good on this. It was too. And I don't think I would want to miss it in theaters for that reason given mm. the fact, like, especially it's like the DTS going and highly recommend that. Yeah, they, uh, it's funny. This movie was supposed to be like an HBO Max premiere, like not get a theatrical release movie, but they waited and movies huh. are like back. And this movie made a fortune at the old box office. We're in the box office corner, folks. Like it overperformed to a crazy degree. That's awesome. And, See, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. When probably, you say a fortune, you mean like... It's already over 100 mil. I was going to say, it's over, which, for a horror movie, is insane. I'm pretty sure they've quadrupled their budget already wow. at this moment in time. That's why, that's the big thing with horror movies. That's why they make and release so many. They're very cheap to produce. And if it's even remotely popular, it's like huge. That's actually, if I were to make a movie, I think the most fun kind of movie to make would be a horror movie. Yeah. Because you can be a little irreverent. You can let your hair down a little bit. Comedy's tough because you have to think, am I being funny enough? Because mm. a comedy that takes too many swings sucks and a comedy that misses a lot sucks or doesn't take enough. Like if it's too subtle or whatever. Mm. I'd almost prefer too subtle. But if a movie's just all jokes, anything yeah. that's all jokes is... Even stand-up specials, there's a lot of setup. Yeah, there's like a time for everything. Yeah. That fine balance. Drama's tough because creating that like real tension. Horror movie, you throw in some jump scares, you throw in a set of boobs and some heads getting cut off and most people are going to go, that was cool. I'm in. That sounds sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving a green light to whatever that is. I think horror is like my secret favorite genre. Yeah. And it's fun. I loved seeing this in the theater. Like the whole, I also saw it solo at the mm. AMC. I'm a Stubbs A-list member. Just Brain to tree? The fans. Yes. And did you beat off in the theater? <laughs> I didn't, but it crossed my mind a couple times. Um, <laughs> that main babe was pretty fucking fucking fucking, but uh, yeah, this had the stuff. I forgot my thing. I feel like I had a thing, it'll come back to me. 
But uh, Evil Dead wise, you have a thing? Yeah, it's fine. Are we doing shuts again? I mean, I'm all ears if you have some. I shut the new Fatal Attraction series <laughs> featuring friend of the show Joshua Jackson. Wow, of Mighty Ducks. Lizzie Kaplan. Fuck. On NBC Universal's Peacock streamer. That's a great example of the thing where, like, no one wanted to make that. They were just like, people know the name Fatal Attraction. Let's try that again as a TV show well, the downside- with Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan. It's one of those things on a network where, like, yes, Peacock is not NBC, right? But it is. So it still does have that, I don't want to say formulaic, but formulaic kind of procedural almost feel to it. Mm. It's like a like a Lifetime movie feel. Yes. Or it doesn't feel, uh, I'm saying feel, say feel again. <sighs> I'm feeling this. It, it, uh, it joshua jackson i like him and to speak of he's must have signed some sort of big deal with nbc because he did dr death last year or maybe the year before which i is is like such a me you're laughing because it's like the definition of a just me show i like to think joshua jackson had a a closed door meeting with the head honchos at peacock where they're like you're our guy we want to lock you down (laughs) we're gonna put you in everything for the next five years James Vanderbeek's punching the air. Like, God damn it. <sighs> I needed this one. I got to be honest. I loved Dr. Death and, and fucking the fatal attraction. The movie is perfect. It's a perfect movie. That That's Douglas and Sharon Stone. Michael Douglas. And that you're, I often get uh cruel intentions, cruel intentions. Um, oh, I'm doing the basic instinct. Basic instinct yep. crosses over there. And then basic instinct two, which was a one to laugh about, but no, the Michael Douglas, uh, Glenn Close That's is in Fatal Attraction, and she plays like for background. the The original is a guy who meets some woman, and he steps out on his wife. And I think it, the thing that I didn't like about the Fatal Attraction TV show, and I said this to Lucy as she was like reading her book during the show and not invested at all. The thing I didn't like about the show, and the thing that I think they did wrong, is. In the movie, they do a great job of making you feel like Michael Douglas's needs are not being met within the marriage. Like you, you can rationalize with him. They give you, they make him an, a sympathetic character. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he cheated on his wife, but like I, I'm still rooting for him. Whereas Joshua Jackson's character in the show is like in the first or second episode, he's already like driving drunk after like getting someone in. He gets someone in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's a, he plays a, a judge or a district attorney, and he like throws the book at somebody for drunk driving, and then like gets caught drunk driving in the next scene, or like gets in a drunk driving accident and doesn't get caught. Mm-hmm. So it's just like he's a hypocrite, and he's and his wife is really nice to him in the TV show, which mm-hmm. makes you like not understand why he would cheat. It's like, well, dude, like you got a great marriage. What the fuck are you doing? In the in the in the movie, it's like you kind of get it. It's like the wife's kind of distant. She's not very affectionate. Mm. She seems like she doesn't really love him that much anymore. At least from my recollection. Whereas it's almost like not, I'm not saying it's justifiable, Lucy. If you're listening, I would never ever do that. <laughs> but to me, the TV show just does not execute the real gist of the plot of the movie at all. Mm. And I know it's it's you know supposed to be its own thing and it's in its own universe, but. Yeah, but there's stuff like that where, yeah, they establish something like that better in a movie where this mm-hmm. is a show and they have more time and it lands right. worse. This is most things that get remade. Yes. It's just like, why Why is this? 
the American Gigolo show with John Barenthal. <laughs> that exists. It exists on Showtime, and I watched a large portion of it. I mean, are you still digging Yellow Jackets? Speaking of Showtime, I'm hearing, no. I'm hearing that fell off. Everyone's saying it's boring now, and they're... we started season two, and I couldn't even make it through the first episode. Yep. And I was like Mr. Yellow Jackets. All my yellow shows are just going right out the window. I know, this is fucked up. The yellow... Folks, write into enough to podcast at gmail.com because Yellow Jackets and Yellowstone were the two shows that I shoved down people's throats the most in 2022. And they both suck now. Yeah. So I need another show with yellow in the title. Mm. If anyone has suggestions, I'm open to it. And if not, I'll just settle to listen to the Coldplay album Yellow or the song off of Clocks or whatever fucking album that was. They're going to retitle the Pete Davidson Peacock show to just Yellow. How about a show hey, about Yellow Man from Hanover? Oh, Yellow going Man. Going nice and inside. I mean, I'd watch that show. This is I'm going to play this Coldplay song because this reminds me of Chris Graham. CG, if you're listening. I was talking about Coldplay thinking earlier. Thinking about you. Guess what? Coldplay has some cuts. Everyone just likes to hate them because they're an easy band to make fun of because they're fucking lame as hell. What's wrong with Coldplay? I'm in. See, you're on board. I'm so lame with music that I don't even have a concept of what's cool and what's not. Like, I mean, what do you I mean? barely like, do Coldplay either. Coldplay's no good? <laughs> I mean, I think that... I don't love, like, everything. I think their new stuff's pretty fucking... If you say you don't like goofy. this song, which didn't come out, like, yesterday, it came out 23 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like this. You're an idiot. You're lying. You like this song. They have a handful of songs like this where it's just like, well, this is pleasant. This is nice. Let this rock for a second. Yeah. <laughs> We're pleasant, nice uh, rock. Are we guys. in the Coldplay corner? Fuck, we are. Chris Martin just got here, actually. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> Chris, I thought you were really funny in that episode of Extras where right. you said, are you having a laugh? How, Andy you, how you guys doing? It's me, Chris Martin. Oh, it's Chris Martin from Coldplay. How I'm are you? I'm from the band Coldplay. I'm, I'm wow. famous for my sins. Did you... Uh... I'm joking. I don't <laughs> sin. Can you tell us anything about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, your ex-wife? And Well, she's a lovely woman. And I would never, I would never speak poorly of her in, in that when we got consciously uncoupled, mm. she took the children, she made a candle that smelled like her vagina. And yes. I just, I have this colorful piano and I'm, I'm actually, I brought it down with me. I'm going to play for you if you, if you don't mind. Oh, are you going to play an original song that he wrote about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle? I'm going to, yes. Wow. The song's called uh, Viva La Vida. Wow. My I'm going goodness. to cue it up for you. Just give me a moment. To... Chris, this In the is meantime, incredible. have you heard that I'm uh, I'm into tantric sex? I haven't, but you're like staying in that regard? Well, I can see that. You're like Sting a cool... and I are both like uh, annoying, skinny, douchey British guys. So You've it's actually. Kinda, it's I'm actually going to hear this. This song's called Paradise. It shouldn't surprise anyone, but you've had a lot of like good pulls. I think you dated Jennifer Lawrence a couple years ago. Uh, you know, he's had some some dope babes. I, I mean, worked, you have. I worked really me. hard at my music and getting all my yeah, all my music out there for everybody to hear and enjoy. You know? Did Did you hear me bravely supporting your band, even though everyone thinks I really appreciate that, Scott. I thought that was a nice gesture. Thank you, yes. Chris. Uh, maybe you take me on tour with my band. And, uh, What's your band? The I Affiliates? Yes, we're called The Affiliates. Uh, we cover ska songs. We're getting pretty popular. Uh, I heard you invented smells and licks. Is that true? <laughs> Chris Martin of Coldplay. It is true. It's crazy that you know all this. 
Well, I mean, even this song is. Like, I'm, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna fuck off for it in a bit, but I wanted to leave you with the song "Fix You" that I, I wrote about. Uh, how whenever I go to the movies and there's no one in the theater, I think about jerking off and whether or not I can get away with it. So, thank you so much for having me on the program. Wow, Chris, this was an Huge honor. Huge fan. I've considered myself a turkey head for a long time, and oh shit, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> My goodness, Chris, this uh, is an honor. All right, you have tens right now. How much jazz did you smoke on the break? You are you having a laugh? I'm having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This this Folk is the song I wrote when I was in Yorkshire about uh, oh, shit. fixing you. Were you in Shropshire? When I all I ever wanted to do was fix you. Wow, Chris. Chris, this is unbelievable. And powerful and poignant. Oh, shit. <laughs> Chris, don't take your dick out. This is not the sports corner. Put your dick away. Wow. Chris, did something happen to your voice? <laughs> Do you use auto-tune on the albums? All I can think about with this song is Dupree crashing through the ceiling. <laughs> and he has the best man insignia in his hand. Oh, and he's throwing seven different kinds of smoke. And you mean Dupree. Underrated Russo Brothers movie. Should have been their highest grossing film. Fraud all the Avengers movies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give, it to, give it all to Dupree. <laughs> Dupree. I've always wanted to Photoshop that onto the Avengers Endgame poster <laughs> from the directors of You, Me, and Dupree. It's the biggest superhero movie of all time. Them going from Dupree to like four years later making like a hundred billion dollars. Literally the biggest, <laughs> highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> Dupree is one of the lowest grossing movies of all time that people yes. universally pan. The whole spectrum, they've lived it all. I can think of about four people in my entire life that are legitimately interested in you, me, and Dupree, and two of them are in the room. Yeah. I mean, Bits Aside, it's great. Bits Aside, was my Chris Martin impression anything? I loved it, personally. Can I bring that back? Yeah. Folks, I need more positive feedback because I hate myself, so if wow. you think that my Chris Martin impression was fun... Just let me know in the comments of somewhere or DM me directly. I don't care. Or Enough left the podcast. podcast at Gmail. I thought it was inspired and I look forward to chatting with Chris more on the program. I was hoping this part would kick in way sooner and I was going to like get fired up to it. But mm. I mean, they use this as like a joke and you mean Dupree, but it could almost make you cry anyways because it's just that much of a cut now that i'm looking at coldplay's list of their oh, discography no. are you abandoning ship oh wait no i love back? them yeah. i think they're great i've never i just like i said i'm a, i'm lame i don't know i like this album cool. in particular the viva la vida this one has a bunch of yes hits. viva la bomb bomb i filled up joe's tank and i said joe drive yes for those wondering um if you've ever looked at the enough instagram the enough instagram only follows one person and it's the guy whose voice we were just doing it's ed lombardo mm. have you noticed that i have I it's the only fun. person enough follows and ed is a guy that we went to high school with for context who mm. was a heavy set guy he weighed 262 pounds and he was just like a wild card of laughs and he and i were like at odds in some capacities i guess mm. from some Ingest. famous greatest hits of like i beat you at your own game and how about no hank tonight or no beef tonight mm. so ed was like a cartoon character of a guy i always kind of loved him and hated him at the same time and then he moved to like san francisco 
I'm going to turn this off now. <laughs> and he went like totally up his own ass. He's, we called him Viva. Yeah. Speaking of movies, Ed had horrible taste in film. What was Ed's number one? I don't. I'm probably like. Scott, you do you have my heat? I think Edward Scissorhands is the best movie I've ever Ed, seen. Ed Wood. Ed TV. <laughs> Ed Wood think that. Do you remember Ed's actual television that we appropriated and like passed around for the next decade? And then it somehow ended up in my apartment in Boston and then I threw it away with the trash. <laughs> yes. I was like, do you want this back? And you were like, no, I don't. It was like clunking around in your trunk. Yeah, like a legit like 13 inch television that we used to play like split screen video games on. You know what video game we used to play on it? Halo. Little Halo. yeah. No, but Ed was... I remember Ed introduced... Oh, shit. Are we in the Halo corner? I'm about to peel out of here on a warthog. You want to spend the rest of the show talking about Halo? I mean, the Showtime show that nobody on Earth watched besides Cod and... Cod is a deranged lunatic. I can't wait to have him back. (laughs) Yeah, the Fast X episode, folks. Buckle up. It's going to be a goo. What else did you watch this week? I'm just going to leave the Halo music on. Oh, I didn't watch like much else. I uh, watched, I missed a couple episodes of Better Call Saul towards the end. So I watched like the back. You'd like, seen them though. Yeah, like I saw the final two. I feel like I missed a couple leading up to that. So I watched the back end of the final season because it just hit Netflix. And I enjoyed the shit out of it. The last episode, when I saw that you were watching that the other day, I got a little jealous because I like just finished that, so I'm not going back. It's a piece of work. I need to hear Rion's take on uh, Better Call Saul because he just finished six. Likewise. I need to hear that. He said he was holding out till he got to the end, and it's like, now I need to know. Yeah, I need that, to know, mate. What else? I haven't seen Bupkis, the Pete Davidson thing that everyone seems pretty meh on. It was not good, yeah. And it's, like I said, it's a waste of talent. Like Edie Falco having Pete Davidson jerking off with VR goggles and ejaculating onto her shirt. How fucking dare you? There's one funny part out of that where like they go back upstairs and she's still wearing the shirt with the cum on it. And she's like, I'm doing a Peloton later. I don't want to ruin two shirts. And like, that got me. I just spoiled it, but... (laughs) It's not even spoilable because it's like the the show is not funny. And like it's, and then Shane Gillis is in it. Mm. Shane Gillis. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll watch so like, that. It's like a star studded show. Like Edie Falco, Shane Gillis, Joe Pesci, mm. um, Bobby Cannavale, like so many people. Uh, John Mulaney, uh, Charlie Day. Hello. Charlie Day plays his therapist. Oh, really? Yes. With wow. like a good amount of scenes. Yeah, it's so, like, what power? He just has a power over everybody. It's literally like a dream cast with a wafer thin premise and script. And lead character <laughs> yes hey dude hey oh and like a, a like outrageously punched up like by a room full of stoned writers fuck yeah dude like overly jokey unrealistic premised script I'd, oh and um what's his face is in it too all um, this being said i'm sure this is horrible i'd kill someone to get in the bupkis writer's room <laughs> get <laughs> me a, in there as a guy <laughs> yeah What's his face is uh, from Red Rocket. I'm spacing on his name now. Um, Jesus Christ, Simon, Simon Rex. Rex. Yeah, Simon Rex plays like this weird like diamond salesman who has a Dodge Charger and calls himself Crispy. <laughs> that sounds great. 
It's there's elements Fuck, you're of selling it. Me on there's elements of it that are great, but there's like a green screen like car chase scene with oh, him and Pete Davidson in the Charger and I don't know. I'm spoiling Bubkiss, guys. I'm sorry. Nobody but cares. It's fine. No one cares. I'm going to go watch the rest of it tonight, I think. If Lucy's reading her book, I'm just going to sneak in Bubkiss episodes. I was like embarrassed to watch him coming on Edie Falco <laughs> with my wife next to me. I was like, well, it's, I'm just going to... It's new. so <laughs> It's new. It's, it's, it's just for the a, show. Pete Davidson made it. It's like about his life and like how he's famous for no reason and has a big dick or whatever. <laughs> this is a show now. <laughs> I hope he shows his dick. I want to see that dick. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I think he has to. He's got to do a Michael Fassbender. Yeah, we're yeah. we're waiting for it. Yeah, in fact, let's put that out there. Pete, if you don't show this dick at some point soon, we're going to start to have to believe that you have mm. a tiny dick, possibly no dick. Yeah, you may have no dick at all. That's a great, great point. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck, dude? The fucking turkey boys think I have no dick? Yeah, that's what we're saying, Pete. We are. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yes, it is. I uh, buff kiss. Um, I'm gonna watch it. I'm actually like more intrigued to watch it than I could have ever even fathomed. I'm back in. Did I just sell it? You did. Okay, I've been sold. The Shane Gillis character is pretty funny. Friend of the show. Him like, what's up, dude? He like, he's not. They're calling him Gilly, but I don't know that he's supposed to be Shane Gillis. <laughs> I'm like, well. Uh, that's fun where they're just like loosely playing yes no yeah. one plays themselves except pete mm. i guess now that i'm thinking about it like edie falco and bobby cannavale play his mother and uncle that'd be sick if edie falco played herself on the show we have got guns here pete <laughs> i have pete. been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with furio and pete I was trying to think of somebody else that's related to Pete Davidson, and I couldn't, so I just said the actual line instead. In what does it say? Like Kyle Mooney. <laughs> I have been in love with Keenan Thompson. I saw his indie movie starring Mark Hamill. I thought it was. You were in love with that fucking tattoo after all I've done for you, you fucking bitch. Oh, you were fucking charmed by that fucking indie. By that <laughs> little fucking... gold heart on a chain. <laughs> What, you fucking talking about that A24 fucking production value? <laughs> you fucking bitch. I'm fucking saying you. Fucking Pete Davidson. I don't have fucking Pete stickers. <laughs> Angry Tony Soprano is the best Tony Soprano by Miles. Agreed. <clears throat> You're a lousy businesswoman who put the shitty house to go to cave in and kill that unborn baby. T. Hey, T. Someone was talking about uh, the Baldwins earlier and reminded me that Daniel Baldwin played the version of Tony in Christopher's fake movie, Cleaver. <laughs> that was like Saw Meets Godfather Part 2. And that really made my day. I wish I could remember what they were talking about this on. On like... I'm just glad someone besides us would even talk about such a thing. Sometimes when I hear people in the wild who think even a little bit like we do, I'm I'm really like excited about it. It's probably like when I met Rian, I was like, this is the closest I've come to us in a very long time. So this is yeah. exciting. Yeah, I do like, I go like, oh, wow. Like, you're like a real. Because most people don't fucking watch a lot of movies or know the actors' names. And I'm not saying that's like a prerequisite to be friends with us, but like both of us probably would have flourished in film school or entertainment 
any capacity of like an Emerson or something. Mm. And beyond all the fucking quiz, am I right? Fucking, as long as there's a Duncan nearby. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. There's a fucking. There's a couple Duncans downtown, you know. Kid, get me a fucking Krella. Are we in the Sopranos corner? We are. Um, we're the many Boondock Saints in Newark, and we're gonna star in uh, the sequel series to that fucked up prequel that fucking ate dogs. Wait, are they doing another one? I don't think so. Oh, thank God. Probably. At some point, they'll do like a Sopranos spinoff called like The Tenors or something just like disgustingly awful like that. More like it's Charmaine Bucco and <laughs> Roe April and they're Fuck. mobsters. Fuck, now you're selling me on The Tenors. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a, a five season green light. It opens up with like Charmaine burying a body behind Vesuvio <laughs> and Artie comes out and he's like, well, we gotta open up for dinner soon. Like, what are you doing out here? Everyone's like, forget Better Call Saul. The Tenors is the only good prequel. Uh, I brought those arugula seeds all the way from Italy in my shaving kit. <gasps> Folks, give us a green light on that. That was fun, though. Maybe Chris Martin could be on an episode of The Sopranos sometime. Oh, I think that would be great. Should I write that down? <laughs> you should. In real time, I'm writing jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna write. Wait, is this two oh nine? So next week is two ten. Yes. Wow. What do you think of that? I mean, I think it's getting closer to three hundred. Oh, we can oh, do the oh, three hundred oh. spectacular where we watch three hundred. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, well, that's a great idea. Most overrated, overhyped movie of all time. Gerard Butler with his like sizzling CGI abs. Can't wait. And we'll also watch Plane and its sequel, Boat. Plane was a ten. What do you think? By episode 300, we might even have... There'll be a movie called, like... I couldn't think of a fucking vessel besides a plane and a boat. Uh, <clears> a bicycle? Fuck. Yes. There you go. Gerard Butler in Bicycle. In the Premium Rush universe. I think... That's... All we watched this week. It's all I watched, yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm right, down, right now I'm writing Chris Martin from Coldplay, but he's on The Sopranos. <laughs> I just wrote that in my notes like like a normal grown man would do. Hollywood, are you listening? That's, um, that's green light. Yeah, my notes are Fatal Attraction, Bup Kiss, Evil Dead Rises, and 50s Inc. And I covered all of those. I have to remind myself to dissociate every episode. Agreed. Um, folks, I think that's enough. I think you're right. And uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening, team. I mean... I'm workshopping new outros. I'm into it. This one is specifically dedicated to our guest next week. Joe Grada, he's the biggest Aerosmith fan. That's true. He loves their work. If Joe doesn't listen to this episode, I'm not going to, no, never mind. I'm not going to reveal it. I have a few bits okay. that I'm going to hit him with. I look forward to those. Yeah, he, I mean, Aerosmith, uh, they've really left their mark on movies. Who could forget their addition to the Armageddon soundtrack? Just to name one. I have a fun reveal about the Armageddon soundtrack. Tell me, you own it on Compact Disc? Much funnier, more fun than that funner, Jesus. Um, when I was in eighth grade, or ninth grade, I guess, there was this girl that I really liked, and my friend Sick. and I like both had a crush on her. This was in private school. Mm -hmm. And she like made out with both of us, but then like decided for him to be her boyfriend. 
and it really upset me. Mm. And we would like call her from his house like together before she'd like picked which one of us she was going to end up with. It was very psychologically just daunting for me. That does sound like a tall order. It was weird. And we would like talk to her on the phone together and 15 year old me's idea of getting her attention was to listen to sad music while on the phone with her and make myself cry on purpose. Girls love that stuff. <laughs> that was the way that I would ingratiate myself to this young woman by making myself cry. You know what how, do you think? I really want this girl to think I'm cool. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll go ahead and do this. I think that's why I'm such a I became such a piece of shit later in life with women and the way that I treated them like basically up until I met my wife. Sorry to any of the previous ladies that may be listening. Maybe some of them will disagree, but I was just not great. And I just, it's almost like a switch flipped in my brain. It was like, remember when you were 14 and bawling your eyes out on Mike Lamb's fucking bedroom floor? <laughs> yeah, don't do that with this one. Mm. We, I used to do it with both. I don't want to miss a thing from the Armageddon soundtrack off of the Armageddon soundtrack, not off the Aerosmith album. And I want to say Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> what do you think? I think those are both fucking. Do you want to see if we can get some tears going right now? <laughs> yes, I do. Here we go. I mean, two like all timer '90s soundtrack items. All right, ready, folks. Anks immediately in waterworks. I'm actually gonna try to cry. Like bits aside, here we go. Wow. All right, ready. This is a fun new segment. <laughs> you gotta narrate it though, because I can't talk. I mean, this is I believe on the City of Angels soundtrack, uh, Nick Cage, uh, Meg Ryan vehicle that I don't think I've ever seen. I think Nick Cage has wings in it. What was wrong with me emotionally that I could just put this dreck on and make myself cry? I mean, that sounds good. It sounds healthy. Is it though? I think it's incredibly unhealthy <laughs> to cry for attention over the phone to someone who doesn't even like you. Just cry for fun. Just in tears. Don't do it for attention. Yeah. Just for you. And what was I even crying about? <laughs> I was 15. Like I hadn't experienced anything yet. Uh, like my life was fine. That's the best. Yeah, you're just thinking like fucking, fucking, fuck, dude. Nobody, nobody gets me. Is nobody, it, nobody a, likes The Simpsons as much as I do. Is it a rip off of Dudesy if I read my old diary entries on the air I mean, in my own voice and they're actual real <laughs> diary entries? I'm into it. What do you think? I have no problem. I'm gonna with do it. it. <laughs> I'd love to get eyes on God, those that's embarrassing. All right, I'll do it next week. Fuck it. Who cares? In. I got to find a diary, though. I think I might have one over here somewhere. Don't tell anybody. I wish I had diaries from I have a bunch. Day. I have, like, old bit books. I could read old bits and be like, listen to how shitty this is. I could do it with new bit books, too, folks. <laughs> where, um, where can the folks find you? I mean, folks, why don't you check out uh, the latest episode of the South Shore Boys podcast, available on iTunes and Spotify, just like this here program. And uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. I enjoyed Logan's story about coming in his pants. Because I, the way I look at it is he was like acting embarrassed about that. But Mm. in my mind, that's the goal when you go to a strip club. I love to wear dark on jeans. That. Yeah, you're like, that's that's winning going yeah. to the strip club. You got your money's worth. And if you bust, then you won't waste more money and you can leave. Yeah, like, 
That's they're, great. They're laughing at the guy coming in the pants. You're doing the complete opposite. Like you're laughing at the guy who didn't come in his yeah. pants. As you're leaving, like, wait, you fucking came here and yeah. now you're just leaving. What are you, an asshole? Have fun edging with an empty wallet, cool guy. Yeah, like Jesus. Keep going. Just, just, just keep going up to the, have the girl saunter you over to the ATM like a fucking moron at two o'clock in the morning as the lights are coming on. Have a goo. Good luck with that. I just busted a load in my pants for almost nothing. <laughs> No big deal. Uh, not to brag. But Next time someone suggests going to a strip club, I might just jerk off so that I won't go. Although I'm just done. I think I'm done, to be perfectly honest. Now that I'm with somebody that I love, when we were at a strip club for my bachelor party, I was get, I was just not into it at all. I was like, and this is like so lame to be like, I married my best friend. But like, it's true. I did. Hmm. I married my best friend. And strip clubs are no longer fun because I'm no longer that guy anymore. Yeah. That That's guy, fair. The, the king or the pig is dead, as I've said before. <laughs> the pig is dead. I mean, I have nothing, and I still don't like going to strip clubs either. <laughs> well, it's a fortune, <laughs> it just... and it's truly the ultimate snake oil. Yep. You're literally just lighting your money on fire. Yeah, it's a depressing, like weird scene. Even if you do get them to have sex with you, you're basically just paying for STDs. Mm. <laughs> So, folks, uh, <laughs> next week we're going to be reading my diary on air, yep. and I think I will do it to I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which I will put in the queue now. Mm, Joey will love that. I mean, yeah, he'll laugh. That'll be fun. I look forward to that. And, folks, we'll be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, or at least I will. I'll try to convince Ank to see it as well. I probably should see it, huh? I'll probably watch that new Dungeons & Dragons that's on demand. Chris Pine's in it. It's from the guys who made Game Night. We're Chris Pine guys, as we've said before. Maybe we rent that on your iTunes. Scotty's Treat. We both watch it. We'll figure it out. If it's Scotty's Treat, I'm on board. He's in. What do you think? Is it a 1999? It is. Hilarious. Wait till it's for sale or something. Also, Don't Want to Miss a Thing is not on here. Fuck. Does Aerosmith like not? I don't know. Do they not uh, think that that's their best work? They should. But folks, until no, next it. time, that's enough. And uh, This should be our new outro music. What do you think? I, I love it. Is that funny? Yeah, Kid Rock's in the obits. He lost his money at too many gay Bud Lights. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. <sighs> Folks, if you don't know about the Kid Rock Bud Light stuff. I'm like, fuck Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. They put they like put a rainbow on Bud Light cans, and Kid Rock like shot a bunch of beers because he's a baby. We did it on air if you didn't listen. Go back. <laughs> Folks, have a goo. Yes. Bye. Also, go to ankfit.com. And this song doesn't work for an outro at all. <laughs> it does work for me reading my diary, though. I mean, I'm just enjoying listening Can to you it. even imagine, like, young Ank, like, intentionally in tears to this, or Lil Ank, whatever I want to call myself? I can't. Just, in, and, and I'm at a buddy's house. I wasn't even at my own house. Just in tears. I mean, I'm disgusted. And I used to share like really overshare kind of stuff with this girl on purpose to make her like me more. Like I told her that one time I had sex with one of my teddy bears. And then she told everybody. Wow. 
and I just sort of had to that was like when I honestly think that was like my origin story like as the villain that I am today like because I mm. I remember I was at a party at this girl's house and this guy that I knew called me out and he's like I heard you used to fuck your teddy bear and I looked him right in the eye and I went yeah I do <laughs> not even like did or have done I was just like yeah Ooh, I do I do Wow. Like actively still doing it. And like, he just looked at me. He, there was nothing for him to say. Mm. And it died that day. Like no one. And I was like, oh shit. If I just jump on the grenade, no one can fuck with me. He probably thinks about that to this day. I hope he does. Probably rattled him to his core. His name was Henry Roth and he had really bad dandruff. And his thing was he would like shake his hair on purpose and like dandruff would go all over the place. That is... It was not, not a good bit. That's not good when that's your thing. He was... I remember we were at like a community, like like the group of us went to a Red Sox game and Henry Roth was shaking his dandruff all over the girls. Mm. And I was like, this is the guy who's going to try to tease me about fucking my teddy bear? Yeah, like, like I'm just trying to get a load in, King. <laughs> but you got dandruff all over the girls? I'm getting insulted by this fucking goofball? This fucking guy? He tried to fight me once too. He was like, let's How go right you. now. And I was like, I'm not... No, I'm not that guy. We were like at no the thanks. lunch table. When we were in seventh grade. Hold. I just Love moved it. shit around. <laughs>